Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Hello. That's all you got? No, no excitement or anything, Jim? No. It was a rough week. Oh, you'll get over it. Uh, welcome to another fantastic episode of Number One Sports Podcast coming out of the Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff Enterprise. Yep. You know, it's not tough to be number one, but alas, here we are. Uh, the college football playoffs are starting to take form, we think, question mark. Uh, it was a big weekend as a game happened. Some say it was the game. Uh, we're starting a new segment this week. And with the lane, you're not even gonna let me get in there with a quip. You're not even gonna let me get. You're just gonna move past it. I don't know if I appreciate that or if I should just let it hang. I don't know, man. This is the intro. We can get into all the details later if you want. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, we start a new segment this week. We'll see if it uh, if it catches on. We laid the fast five to rest last week. R.I.P. Fast five. Peace and peace. Follow us at Sports Jim Muff on Instagram, Twitter, and follow like our new Facebook page. Sports yeah, stuff. it's it's catching on. We got some likes there. We got some people. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of Sam. I, I, how do we get more traction on on the Facebook? Just telling people. That is a very good question. I'm also trying to find the answer. Well, we liked you. I like followed you. you. Thank you. So. I did the- Harper and Company follows sports stuff with Jim and Muffs. Jim and Muff follow Harper and Company. Friends making friends on the Facebook. That's it. You can find us on Facebook, sports stuff, W front slash Jim and Muff. And uh, do the same thing to all of our streaming platforms by liking, rating, and reviewing, such as an Apple podcast, and follow us if you use Spotify. I almost dare someone to give us a review. I, think we have like, I would love to see reviews on our show like please i want to see what you can come up with we have one sitting there as i recall give us more mass reviews mass reviews and let's get into the show nfl week 12 breakdown turkey day we had some turkeys and we had some people laying turkeys woof what a day on turkey day it was it was interesting <laughs> it started out the uh, to me the most competitive game was mm-hmm. the first game which is the one we thought was going to be the, the bust. big old the bust uh ended up not being the bust no so uh if the three thanksgiving day games uh, game one you know i don't know depending on when people have their their thanksgiving Feast. This could have been post or during feast. This could have been right before feast. I don't know. Could have been way before feast, depending on when you eat. But anyway, the Bears and Lions played. Yep. The game to save uh, Matt Nagy, right? Maybe. Maybe. Bears do win 16-14. Well, I don't think it's necessarily maybe. He loses this game. That's the nail in the coffin, in my opinion. Well, there was 
some discussion, some things out in the Twitter sphere and well, in the, the media sphere rumor, about the rumor of him. Rumor he was told go. whether you win or lose, you're out. There was mm-hmm. the he, fire Matt Nagy chant at his kids' high school game. All the the rumor and innuendo before, I get, but I feel like he loses this game. There was a nail in the coffin. I I don't care whether you fire him that day. The Bears had never fired somebody midseason. They probably would have fired him at the end of the year. Like this would have been like, all right, we're firing this guy. Let's just get it through, and end of the year he's gone. But they won, so we don't know. Yeah, now I think it's there's still questions. Are there questions at quarterback? No. For, this, for the remainder of this year. I, again, I think they're sitting fields, letting it ride, let the red rocket go. All right. Nate, what do you think? I don't think Thanksgiving Day starts until the Lions lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And in the next game, the I think Raiders... Sam should put that on a shirt. It's not Thanksgiving until the Lions lose. Next yeah. year. Next year. I feel like that's perfect. Uh, and in game two of Thanksgiving, uh, the Raiders beat the Cowboys in a game that saw the most penalties since I think in like 15 or 16 years, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, Accepted penalties, 28. How many declined or offset? Who knows? But my God. Yeah. Uh, we'll get more on that in the beanbag bop. I yeah. still have some stats in there for you, Nate. Raiders win 36 to 33. What do we think this does to the Cowboys right now? Anything different than we thought coming into this game? No, there were some players out with COVID. They have a giant COVID situation right now. I think this is just a blip on the radar for them. Is yep. this two, two losses in a row, though? I don't think it's that big a deal. No, they're the NFC least, so they should be okay. Yeah. Yikes. And in the nightcap of Thanksgiving Day games, the game that many thought would end up this way, Bills dominate the Saints 31-6. Not much else to say about that. If that was how many people thought, why wasn't this our uh, why wasn't this our pick in the betting show? Like, where were we? This makes us look like fools. At least me, I feel bad not taking it. Where were we? I believe I had a bet on this game. I don't know if it was one of my best bets, but I did put a bet down for it. Well, um, I'm I'm upset I didn't, and we'll talk more about that in the betting show. But what was I thinking? Well, Alvin Kamara, I don't know if we knew Alvin Kamara was out whenever we did the betting show. Still, this is a wolf. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, moving into Sunday. In the 1 o'clock games, first we have the Steelers taking on the Bengals. The Bengals put a whooping on the Steelers, 41-10. to Um you can put all the stats in here you want to. The Steelers oh, no, no, like, no. You know what? I'll take the over. The Thank Steelers you. I'll take like over right Burrow was twenty for twenty-four. Burrow was twenty for twenty-four for one hundred and ninety yards. Wow, good stat, Jim. Well, Muff, I'm going to get blown up here in the college part, so (laughs) let me have my time to shine. Burrow was twenty for twenty-four for one hundred and ninety yards. He's become a Cincinnati fan in in college Mm -hmm. and in the NFL now. I think Joe Mixon (laughs) was had one hundred and (laughs) sixty-five yards rushing. T. Higgins had one hundred forty, one hundred and fourteen yards receiving. Big Ben touchdowns. Yep, big Ben. If you, if you want me to get stats out Thank there. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah. The Bengals handled business. The question is, will they get the best of the Ravens? 
do we think they're that good? TVD. Really, there's a lot of TVD here. I don't. You're out to lunch on that still. I'm not sure. You're I'm not, not sure. ready to put a. Okay, I'm. I'm, I'm, ready, I'm not ready to put much I thought anything you come in out this. and say. I thought you'd come out and say nope, nope. So I'm TBD is good for me. I'm okay with that. I'll take that. Nate, thoughts? I think the Bengals are pushing their way there, but I just don't know if they have firepower at the end of the day. I mean, they like everybody else. They're up again. They're down again. But whenever you've got Lamar Jackson running around, I mean, if it's comes down to it, I'll take Harbaugh over Zach Taylor. As much as as of all days, I hate to say it. I think you're <laughs> onto something. Uh, in the next game, the Colts taking on the Buccaneers. In uh, a game that shows that Tom just is going to do Tom things. The Bucks win late in the fourth quarter, 30-31, on a TD by playoff Lenny. Coming into playoff form a little early. Had four touchdowns today, three rushing and one receiving. Nate, how are you feeling about the Bucks this week after they get off a two-game schneid? Well, they try to blow it again. I mean, once they score, or once since or Cincinnati, geez, once Indianapolis scored, there was like three minutes to go. I said, "Well, you left Tom too much time." You know so, what? I said the same thing. Watching the the same three three minute mark, I was like, "Yeah, no, too much." Well, they had him in the first half, and in the second half, they finally started getting things together on offense. So, again, I just knew three minutes and a couple timeouts plus a two minute warning. He left Tom too much time, and then they set it up perfectly. I mean, Leonard scored with, what was it, like 20 seconds left? And then they just forget how to play kickoff team and almost let him score to tie it, and then luckily we get a interception at the buzzer. I tell you what, Tom Brady is the GOAT. Like, he is the best quarterback. And I mean that from, like, I can't. Michigan. Is he the boat or the GOAT? Michigan quarterback, son of a bitch. But uh, when you can look at a game and literally go three minutes on the clock, Tom's got this. No matter what, you he that means he is the greatest. Like, doesn't matter what team he's on. You just know he has something up his sleeve. I, he is the man. What other quarterback can we say that about? In the history of football. Well, in the history, I'm not sure. No. No. Bradshaw. Uh, Maybe. Four rings. Manning. I can't. Manning. Manning at the Broncos, you felt that way. I'm just saying overall. (laughs) But what I'm saying is Tom at the Patriots, Tom at the Buccaneers, Mm -hmm. you felt like, well, three minutes, there he goes. Mm -hmm. I mean, Manning led him to a Super Bowl with the Broncos. I'm not saying he was the reason that they won that Super Bowl, but he was the starting quarterback for a Super Bowl winning team in the Broncos. But not every game at the Broncos did you go, oh, Manning will do this. Not every game at the Chiefs did you think, Montana will do this. You know what I mean? Tom, you you, you think this. Your Bradshaw argument, I can go, eh, okay, maybe. Maybe. I'm just saying strictly on winning that's all I'm yeah for there bradshaw i mean was not the only piece to that team just like tom is not the only piece to these teams provided day that leonard fournette had four touchdowns i mean that's, sure yeah. yeah i just think i don't know who can compete against tom if they're if i get to pick my all madden team 
as they were hyping up on Fox today. If I get to pick my all Madden team, Tom Brady is my first pick. Any other thoughts, Nate? Or Sam? Sam? If if you want Tom as your first pick, Nate is going to fight you. <laughs> well, I think... What was that, Nate? I was going to say, he's proven that. I think, love him or hate him, that's the guy you won with the ball in his hands at the end of the game. Yeah. Good. Next, Panthers-Dolphins. <laughs> Cam's back. Not. Uh, oh, <laughs> Dolphins... Beat the Panthers 33 to 10. Cam 5 of 21. Two interceptions and gets put on the bench in the fourth quarter. So one could say, well, he's still learning the playbook. Or you can <laughs> say could he say that. sucks that bad. So what is it? Like, is he just that bad? I'm going to say he's not that good. I'm not going to say he's as bad as his stat show today, but he's not good. Okay. I, and I won't fight you on that. Depending he's, how he's just good. good. Still has a draw. Yeah. But, but I think you could have put any other NFL quarterback on any roster in there, and they would have been five for 20. Oh. You think you put anybody in that spot, and they would have done just as well? Is that what you're saying? Any other rostered NFL quarterback could have done better than five for 20. Sam's, Sam's, uh, Mason Rudolph? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was shocking I mean, that you said that. I mean, you think he was 521 for 92 yards, and of that 92, he had a, what was it, a 60-some yard deep ball? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, really, you're 4 for 20 for, like, 30 yards. Yeah, in that perspective, yikes. yeah. Like I, I was gonna argue with you, but no, like I can't. I mean, for a second, I was watching the the wide receiver from the Broncos last year, and all the quarterbacks had COVID. Yeah, <laughs> the Hitton, Hitton, I think. I forget his first name. Oh, moving points on to, to Nate. Points to yeah. Nate on this one. Moving on to teams that are on the right side and moving in the right direction: Panthers, Dolphins. I'm sorry. Titans Patriots. Yep. yep. <laughs> Mac Jones puts a little bit more into his campaign for Rookie of the Year as he goes 23 32, 310 yards, two touchdowns. The Patriots win this one, never in doubt, 36 13. Here's first off, Mac Jones, Rookie of the Year. Doom. Boom. Mac Jones. Yep. Hammer that home, Rookie of the Year. Two. What does this say about the Titans and Vrabel? Like, if the Titans end up falling off, does Vrabel get some fire under his ass in that hot seat? I think he can still ride the Derrick Henry went down. Is that what year. happens? I think he can ride that this year. At least through this year. I, if things don't uh, return to the playoffs next year, I think that he's definitely on the hot seat. I, he he can't seem to get it going to where it needs to be, where the expectations should be for the Titans. And I think that that's it's always something in, in Tennessee. And I think a, a good coach 
has that under control. I don't know that Vrabel is that guy. I think he would be a great college coach. I don't know that he's NFL coach material, and that's my hot take. I think they just need to get some more weapons on offense. I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry carries that team, but I mean, you think they're, I mean, yeah, number one, number two receiver on most teams are in trouble. But I mean, I'm looking at the stats right now. The leading receiver today had two catches for 25 yards. Who was that? Uh, it was Westbrook Akeem. Yep, that's what I thought. A.J. Brown was out, and Julio Jones is out. I think they're down to their top two receivers at the moment. But, yeah, I hardly recognize any of these receivers on this roster and the stats. Yeah, so they're down their, their three top weapons as far as skilled positions on the offensive side of the ball with Derrick Henry out and Julio Jones and A.J. Brown out. Okay. So, I mean, that's that's – Hold on. Not helping you. Okay. Sean McVay, is that the coach for the Rams? Correct. The Rams have receiving issues as well. Such as? I mean, they're down to like ODB tonight. And Cooper Cup, the number one receiver in all of the league. And Tyler Higby, one of the top five tight ends. But tonight, everybody was, they were saying they had no experience. Troy Aikman was saying it over and over again. They had no experience. They were reliant, and people were hurt. And who would you? I, my point here, Muff, is who would you have coaching on a team that had no experience like that? If if, if they had no receivers, who do you want coaching, Vrabel or McVay? I don't care who the head coach is in that case. I wonder who the offensive coordinator and who the the skill position coaches are. Okay, all right. I mean, that's that's who I'm looking at. The head coach. I mean, unless he's calling the plays, then maybe we'll talk about it, which McVay does. But I'm talking about just generally from a, a head coach standpoint, I'm not as worried about that unless it's that person is also the offensive coordinator. That's fair. Right, right now, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i save this argument for a later date. We'll see how it shakes out. Next, Eagles-Giants on the day where former Giant Michael Strahan's numbers retired. The Giants defense comes to life and smothers the Philadelphia Eagles, intercepting Jalen Hurts locker three times, forcing four turnovers and winning 13 to 7 to smother not only the Eagles defense, the Eagles offense, but the Mike Allstott hit stick pick of the week. I don't know what else you can say about that. Damn. Damn. Moving along, Falcons Jaguars in the game that who cares? Nobody cares. Falcons. Cordero Patterson has a career day running for 108 yards, you know, because he up until this year was a wide receiver and two touchdowns. Jacksonville was plagued with the turnover bug. One interception, one fumble lost, and they went 0 for 2 on fourth downs. The Falcons win 21 to 14. I think this is more a testament to Urban Meyer and like, how do you recover from a game like this? Because this should have been within your reach. And it was. They only lost by a touchdown. But a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes on, on his side of the ball. Welcome to the NFL. Where you can't hide those mistakes. Right. So what does he do? If he gets a year or two, what is he going to do? This, this, this is the kind of shit that needs to go away next year. I don't know, Nate. How many years does Urban have him in Jacksonville? Just this one. He's going to pull uh, Nick Saban and go back to college. 
There's nowhere to go for him. LSU. Oof. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if they, okay. if they, the thing is, is they have to hold the position that long. That's the thing. Yeah, the coaching carousel is going to have to extend. I think they will. Yeah, I think I think he's maybe not for Urban, but I think that spot will stay open for longer than we think. Okay. But I don't know that Urban in the Bayou is is the ticket. That's interesting, Nate. But I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Send him to USC. Next, Jets He's, Texans. You did not get the news. <laughs> what? Lincoln Riley's going right. to USC. There you go. We'll been talk a, about that in the call. Been a, or, been a bad news day for me today. Apparently, I haven't had time. Uh, Jets Texans. Zach Wilson returns, throwing for 144, 45 yards, running for a touchdown. The Jets win and get their third win of the year, twenty-one fourteen, holding the Texans to two hundred two total yards. Well, let's let's backtrack a second because who cares about this game? Congratulations, Zach Wilson. I agree. Um, I just had an epiphany. Mm-hmm. Nate, what do you think about Urban Meyer in Oklahoma? I mean, they are making the jump to the SEC apparently, but now I think they might seriously regret that unless they can get somebody. But I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's really his forte. I mean, you look at the bigger schools he was at. He was at Florida. He was at Ohio State. Yeah, Oklahoma's got that pedigree. But I think he probably has more available to him at a school like LSU than he would at a school like Oklahoma. A lot of controversy in LSU that he doesn't need in his life. Yeah. Well, that's all from the past. He can go to Utah. He can go back to Utah, maybe. And they would love him there, I'm sure. Well, he has a better chance of opening a bar down around New Orleans than somewhere in Buffalo, Florida. Chargers Broncos Justin Herbert gets picked off twice once for a pick six Chargers run game is not on the board the Broncos capitalize on the turnovers and field position scoring 28 28 points on 302 total yards winning 28 to 13 Jim says Chargers are the real hot and cold team in LA man let me tell you what first off Taylor Bridgewater gets hurt comes back the Chargers had to play both quarterbacks and still lose. Chargers beat the Steelers last week and then just get you know, basically hand, handled by the Broncos. Never really was within reach. Like, what is going on? They barely beat the Steelers. And as today's evidence, the Steelers wait a minute, necessarily... wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't. I don't care how they beat the Steelers. They beat the Steelers. Okay, but if I, you sounded like you were trying to compare a win against the Steelers should have catapulted the Chargers to be able to beat the Brown, the Broncos by two or three scores. That's how they you were phrasing that. They should that have won team. the next game. Okay. I'm saying, like, you beat the Steelers last week. Right. This is the Broncos with uh, two quarterbacks who both aren't very good. And you can't get your offensive situation settled. What is going on? You got this Justin Herbert, who is supposed to be king shit. And he's so hot and cold, man. I just don't, I don't get it. It's very frustrating to be a Chargers fan. 
It was the elevation in Denver, Jim. Leave him alone. See, and it's his first time. I honestly think people make a lot of excuses for him. I really do. Well, without a run game, it's tough. Uh, Rams Packers. What do you Packers. mean? What do you mean without a run game? If if you're one dimensional, it makes it a whole lot easier to defend you. So you're saying because they couldn't get the run game established, you're not saying it doesn't exist. I mean, does it really exist? You're the one that ripped this up and said that. Well, Let's Eckler's see. good. The run game is non-existent. It couldn't get started is what I exist. mean. <laughs> I'm saying it couldn't get started today. Eckler's no slouch. Or are you saying he is? That's what I'm asking you. Do you think Eckler's not good? I'm saying if they can't get the run game going, okay. their offense is... Then we agree. Yeah. We agree. I was like, are you saying the Chargers have no run game, period? I was like, wait. What I mean, they, they, they passed a run. Yes. And if they can't run, then there's nothing to do. Everybody just keys on the pass. That's all. I agree. Good. All right. We agree. All right. Rams, Packers, Packers. Welcome the Rams to Green Bay and do what the Packers do at Lambeau. Taking a 36-17 lead at the end of three quarters and hold on for a 36-28 win and improve to 9-3. Joining the cards as the only nine win teams in the NFL heading into their bye week. Um some thoughts from this game. I watched maybe about that last half of the fourth quarter. Uh, the Packers welcome back Aaron Jones, but he was a relative non-factor. Is this the beginning of a split backfield with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon now that A.J. Dillon has shown his medal? I think it is a little bit, but the Packers got to buy with next week to get Aaron Jones a little healthier. Yep. I watched about probably the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. What my takeaways are... That toe of your boy is... That would be Aaron Rodgers for people that don't know who my boy is. Is a little bit bothersome for him. Not detrimental, but it is bothering him. You can tell. Oh, yeah. And the bigger takeaway is Odell Beckham and his back. Like, he caught a hell of a touchdown pass. And then from that point on... Was it this toe? Are you showing me your toe on on a podcast? (laughs) Good grief. Okay. Odell Beckham. <laughs> and that back of his. Is it always something with Odell Beckham? At this point, yes. I mean, if history has shown yes at this point, so I can't disagree. I think he's... I, I'm going back to what I said when he went there to the Rams in the beginning. I think he's the curse. I really do. We'll see. Um, this is a three-game losing streak for the Rams after losing Robert Woods, as Jim mentioned. Um, and then uh, Keenan Allen, was he a no-show in this game? I don't know. Keenan Allen for the Chargers? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Jeez, um, I'm off my game today, guys. Um, well, if you stay out of the woods all day. I'm sorry. Had to go get some deer meat. Apologize. Or Bambi. Listen, there were a couple of babies that went down. Leave Bambi looks, alone. Everybody looks at our, uh, looks at our, our social media has found it. Um, who's aside from Cup, Robert Woods goes out. Who's their third receiver typically? That's Jefferson. who I'm thinking. Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, People were hurt. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who the other one was. You mentioned this, Jim, and I'm trying to figure out who it was. I don't know, but he was hurt. Uh, but he was hurt. 
move on to the, the Vikings 49ers for me, Jim, while I look at this. 49ers continue their hot streak and get above 500 for the first time since October 3rd, beating the Vikings 34-26. 49ers back on their blueprint for success using solid D, a running game, and play action to control the game as they have almost 40 minutes in time, time of possession. possession. Yep. Nate, will you, uh, will you bring up the highlight of... The Vikings quarterback calling, having to call timeout because he went to the wrong spot. So I was scrolling through Twitter a little bit before the show start started, and I sent this clip to you guys. So apparently, I, don't, I want to say it's like third or fourth in goal with like nine minutes left in the game. And Kirk Cousins, in a hurry, as the play clock's about to expire, goes and lines up under guard. Silly man. So I think we may have found the come on man segment of the year. Yeah, that was. You are a professional. What are you doing? Is that worse than the butt fumble? Mm. I'm gonna go on a limb and say yes. That's worse than a butt fumble. It's up there. It's up there for me. He had to get the snap to do the butt fumble because <laughs> he didn't yeah. even get the snap. Um, there was another receiver out, but it's not who I thought it was. Nobody of consequence. But yes, they are. They are a little thin at wide receiver after their their starters. Um, Sunday night game, Browns Ravens. Little look in. How are we looking, Nate? Those scoreless. The Browns on their first possession missed the field goal. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. <laughs> All right, who we who we have in this game? Who we Ravens. Ravens. I'm on the Ravens. Nate. I think if the Browns can get their running game going with with Chubb, and I think Kareem Hunt's back tonight. If they can get rolling, I think they got this in the bag. And in the Monday night game, Seahawks taking on the Mrs. Snyders, a.k.a. the Washington football team. What are we thinking in this game? Mrs. Snyders. Yeah, I'm with Jim. I like the Mrs. Snyders. They're really coming in hot right now, playing really well. Mrs. Snyders are at minus one. The over-under set of 47. Uh, yeah, give me the Mrs. Snyders. Minus one. Fair enough. Any right. other NFL news, gents? Nah. All right. Not right now. And that will bring us into the bean bag bop. We're doing the bean bag bop. 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 <gasps> Jim, you tried to steal my thunder. I know. I froze. I, I just got. I got into it. Doing the bean bag bop. Bop, bop. Do I apologize, it. Sam. Do it. Okay, I forget to. All right. Bean bag bop of the day. I know that Sam has a snippet for us, but we're going to first let's chat about uh, some officiating. Again, this is for officiating uh, issues, concerns, snafus, terrible calls, bad calls. I don't know if we, have we ever had good calls that we've talked about. I don't believe so. Not not initially. We didn't like bring it up because it was a good call, but no, we no. may have crossed the path to good call during. I'll tell you what. I'll bring up a good call. Okay, bring up a good call. Jim. There was a hit on Aaron Rodgers tonight mm-hmm. by uh, who's the guy? Aaron Donald. No, the other one from Chicago. Von, Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Von Miller hit him, and initially there was a flag thrown, and I thought, oh, of course, Aaron got tapped and. He got, you know, her boo-boo. 
But it was, in fact, a good call because Von Miller led with the crown of his helmet, hit Aaron Rodgers in the face with the crown of the helmet, and it was a good call. So kudos to that referee. Well done. There. I will say it. Good call. Jim good call. Good call. Uh, now to the bad calls. All 22 of them. 28. Was it 28 penalties? I, I had 22 penalties enforced was one thing I saw. Was it 28? I thought it, they said it was 28 accepted penalties. Ugh. The Cowboys game. The Thanksgiving Day game. Thanksgiving Day massacre. <laughs> Cowboys Raiders. Mark Davis sitting up in his booth with his super cool Dumb and Dumber haircut. Um yeah, this I so I was tweeting during this game because as the game was happening, I was just like, "This these this is too many flags. These are a lot of questionable calls in my mind. I mean, some of them, yes, you could definitely be on the right side of. Others, I'm just sitting there, I'm like, "This is this really a call? Is this what we're going to do in the NFL?" Um, and as we're getting to like the fourth quarter, you hear the broadcaster stop talking about like even they're like. Oh, really? Guess another flag. Oh, my God. Um, were you two watching this game at yes. any point? When you started tweeting about it is when I started tuning in. Yes. I was there, too. I watched, too. Oh. Ooh, All right, Sam. So, Nate, from an official standpoint, this is, you know, why, why this is this, your segment. Um, were you thinking that this was – too much the referees and the officials were t- making themselves a focal point of this game or is this in my mind i was thinking is this a case where you set the precedent early on that this is holding and everything and you just have to stay consistent throughout the rest of the game and unfortunately it just continued to happen this way yeah you want to be consistent as possible throughout the course of the game but i mean i think it was aikman that was on the game if i remember right and he he kept saying it, and they kept showing him too like these holds were not, in my mind, even worthy of calling hold in high school, let alone pro. I mean, some of them were so ticky-tacky in my eyes that it's like, why are you calling that and, like, slowing down the game and things like that? I mean, looking at the box score now, it was 28 accepted penalties for 14 on each team, which is oddly enough, but a total of 276 yards in penalties. Uh. If I remember right, this is like the most in like 16 years enforced penalties, I think it was. That's and a it's long not time. Penalties because of like a rivalry game where you're hitting a lot of like unsportsman likes, late hits, things like that. There were a lot of which I thought were mainly good PI calls and hold like the holding calls I thought were questionable. But I mean, when you get 10, 15, however many PIs that are spot foul in the NFL. I mean, those add up quick. And how about the last, well, the last, the last offensive play of the game? Um, was it on the Cowboys and the Raiders weren't called for PI? Uh, I don't remember. It was I gotta team. think. Yeah, because it was. I think it was the. I think it was the Cowboys defending. Anyway, there was a a non PI call, which I actually thought was the right call but i was expecting a flag just because the way the game had gone yeah well and i think they said too the one corner for the cowboys haven't has not been called for 
pass interference all year and he had to hit four times in one game. Yeah, that's absolutely outrageous to think that you can go a whole and that's just the nature of that position as well. Like you can have terrible games like that. But yeah, I mean, I saw a couple too in the Packers Rams game today too, where I mean in high school you can non-contact face guard, but in the NFL, as soon as they that ball's underthrown, I think who was on the game? Was it Greg Olson maybe? No, I think he's on another game. But anyway, whoever it was, like they said, these underthrown balls, the receivers are trying to come back to the ball, and these DBs aren't getting their heads turned around. And even though they're not the ones purposely running into the receiver, they're impeding their path back to the ball. So that's the most common pass interference call I think I saw this whole weekend. Now, in a game for you, Nate, what's as, as you recall, what's the most penalties you can recall being enforced in a game that you've been an official? I'd say probably somewhere around like 10 to 12, maybe. Okay. And to you, did that seem like too much in, towards, in the game? Towards the end of the game, it did, but it was getting to, like I mentioned before, it was one of those games where it wasn't a rivalry game, but it kind of felt like one because, I mean, there was a lot of chippiness back and forth and mm-hmm. a couple of sportsmen likes to go each way, a couple late hits. I think it was that game that Wilk liked so much when we had the hurdle. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to say it was that game. All right. Um, I know that uh, Sam learned some new terms this weekend in, in the Bedlam game. I did. <laughs> tell, tell us, talk us through this, Sam. Talk us through so, what you learned. So it was the, I renamed the teams. Nate is shaking his head. One was wearing orange and black, and one was wearing white and red. So I named them Halloween versus Santa Claus. Oh, grief. (laughs) Listen, I had to be at work at 4 a.m. on Friday and 5 a.m. yesterday. So at the point that this game was on, I was extremely tired. So whatever was coming out of my mouth, I'm not real sure. Now, Halloween versus who? Santa Claus. Halloween versus Christmas. No, she said Santa. So Halloween okay. and Santa. Okay. Okay. So there was a safety. Mm-hmm. And there was a muff. Not our favorite muff. Uh, hey. Podcast muff. It's not me. It wasn't me. It was on the field. So a safety. There was a muff on the field. A muff on the field, ladies and gentlemen. A muff on the field. So. A muff is when you go to catch the ball and then it just slides down and you don't get it. That's great. A safety, however, really blew my mind. Yeah. A game like that doesn't usually happen. And I'm like, what? And then he had to explain it to me about 17 times. So I learned. Try to explain it back now. What is a safety? Okay. So we're going to go Halloween had the ball. Okay. Okay. And it rolled into their little end zone. End zone where they score the touchdown. And it gave Santa Claus some points. (laughs) (laughs) Gave Santa Claus points. (laughs) Your ball that you have cannot go into your end zone and get you points. It's going to give the other two points. However, Santa Claus did not win the game last night. Halloween 
Okay. But I didn't know what a safety was. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. This is like the nightmare before Christmas. I feel like that was that was the the theme of this game. Remember when yeah. I told you I had a snippet before we started recording and yep. you were gonna IQ points? That was it. I, I I'm just very uh intrigued by the leap from Halloween to Santa Claus. Like I, I'm that the inner mind, I see the inner mind at work now. You themed the teams. I do. I have to keep it interesting. So when are you allowed to theme Tampa Bay in any way? Do they have like an alternate name for you? The Buccaneers? Oh no, don't do this to Nate. I will have to get back to you on that. No, I, I, I want to see where this goes. <laughs> you have to watch some of these I, games. Well, since we have a game on right now, the Ravens. Okay. And there we go. Yes, perfect. White and like all blacks and purple in there. So what are we going to go with here? Well, I don't want to offend Jim. But the brown colors kind of look like poop. That's, yeah, that's that's a, that's a that's running okay. thing. It's <laughs> oh, not abnormal. The Ravens kind of remind me of like Mardi Gras. Okay. Mardi Gras so, versus poop. Mardi Gras versus poop. All right. And there we go. Mardi Gras versus poop for the win on Sunday night. Does that wrap up this week's beanbag, beanbag bop? Or do we have other things? I don't even know. No, the we only should... remember that I saw was also during that Cowboys and Raiders game. I want to say it was a kick or no, it was a punt return. And the sideline officials running down the field during the return. And he got sniped by a pylon. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> Which at first it makes me think, how in the world did he just get sniped by a pylon? But then I think back to it in the NFL, when they have the line to gain, they have that pylon can there. Yep. So whoever's working on the chain gang didn't move the pylon. <laughs> so old referee, whatever number he is, is going down <laughs> the pylon. He just eats it. Yeah. I think it was like a lot, like a fourth and long situation. So there was a little bit more space between the, like the line of scrimmage and where that line of game would have been, which is, I think, why it came into play more so than others. But if I, if I remember correctly, the guy might have returned it for six. I don't I don't remember that, but I do remember seeing this happen. But, yeah, I saw it happen. Oh, he went down, and they showed the replay, and that pylon was right in his way. Oh, well, glad I don't have to worry about that in uh, high school or below varsity games, that's for sure. Yep. All right, Jim, anything else from your weekend of football watching? No, I'm good. Halloween versus Christmas did me in. I, I'm still wrapped up in Mardi Gras versus poop. Yeah. All right, Mardi Gras versus poop. Go get those beads, and hopefully they don't uh, end up with Odell Beckham Jr. And that wraps up this week's Bean Bag Bob. Everybody get your bean bag ready to rock. Follow me and have fun to the beanbag bop. Do it, do it, the beanbag bop. It's college football roundup, Jim. Yep, yes it is. I'm not happy about it. We're still going to talk about it. Let's start with the Big Ten. Let's just rip the bandaid off now.
Maryland owned Rutgers 40 to 16. Illinois dominated Northwestern 47 to 14. Purdue beat mm-hmm. in-state rival IU 44 to 7. Yep, yep. Nebraska loses yet again by one score to number 16 Iowa 28 to 21 in the Urban Meyer Risky Pick of the Week. Number 12, Michigan State thanks Penn State administration for James Franklin's extension and beats them 30 to 27. In a true whiteout. Uh, (laughs) Minnesota plays spoiler and beats number 14, Wisconsin, 23 to 13, giving Iowa the Big Ten West. That is biggest news out of the Big Ten this weekend. Aside from number two, Ohio State. Lost to Michigan, forty-two to twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah. What does that they mean, got, Jim? Ohio State got outclassed. Yeah. And basically dashed all title hopes, whether it be the Big Ten title or college football championship title. And Michigan is now the Big Ten East champions. And we'll be playing Iowa. For the championship. In the now, championship game in lots, Indianapolis, Indiana. Lots of people hit me up after the game. Did they? It in, what did they in. say, Jim? Ha ha. Whatever. Why boys ever? Because I'm an Ohio State fan, and you know, that's fine. That's fine. You take the good with the bad, and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. This is what I'll say. This is the last I'm going to talk about. That game. Last you're going to talk about that game. The last I'm going to talk about it. Tonight and tonight only. Yep. One. Ohio State thought they were going to walk in there and do what they did to the last two opponents, which was throw the ball over the field, use their three stud receivers, and that was going to be it. They thought they had that game in the bag when they walked in there. They had... In my opinion, they didn't want it as much as Michigan did. To Jim Harbaugh's credit, he had his boys amped up. The crowd was amped up. The atmosphere was amped up. Michigan wanted it more that day. Do I think Ohio State on paper is the better team? Yes, I do. On that day, were they the better team? The hell they were. I am not going to blame it on the defensive side of the ball. Although defensively, they played piss poor. Got ran all over. There were offensive calls, Mr. Ryan Day, that made zero sense. There was a series where, run, run. What are you going to do again? Run. And he got stopped. It it was not... Those guys were not prepared to play. Michigan was. I will say that some of the shit-talking that Ryan Day did came back and bit him in the ass. Which was what? They were going to put up a million points, I believe, was... They were going to hang 100 on him. That was what it was. I knew it was a big number. I just remember if it was like... 
like realistically big or if it was astronomically big. And one of the things that Urban Meyer, Jim Tressel, coaches before Ryan Day, they kept that noise and billboard, uh, corkboard fodder to a minimum. They let Harbaugh do all that for them. This year, it was the opposite. Now, what did Harbaugh do at the end? And his post-game presser, he cast his shade on Ryan Day. If Ryan Day is smart, keep your damn mouth shut about Michigan. Restart the rivalry clock. Get back in the lab. And play pissed off from here to that date, 365 days later. You can't think that Ohio State's going to win forever. You can't. That's just stupid. That's unrealistic. We can say it. <laughs> but we can say it. We can act like it. Not. Oh, yeah. You can't say that out loud. Yeah. But Michigan was the better team. Kudos to Michigan. And that's what I will say about that. That's the Big Ten. Uh, Jim got caught out by a couple of our loyal listeners. I did. Jim got caught out by a uh, little listener and uh, random guru, Aaron. Yep. Wondering what type of conversation there was going to be here. Um, let's just let's just and take to a, his credit. Let's take let's take a, a little walk down here. Hold on um, to his credit. Yeah. I will shout out to Aaron. He has not called me. He, he has me up on Twitter, you. and that was it. So, so, so let's let's replay the, replay the Twitter fodder here. Go ahead, uh, Jim, from his his personal his personal said, took them ten years in reference to Michigan beating Ohio State, and that's a fact. It did take them ten years. It's, it, it is a fact. Uh, and random guru Aaron did did say, I can't wait to hear more about this on on this week's episode. Uh, mm-hmm. And Jim broke down. It's pretty simple. The preview of the conversation, Michigan played a better game, controlled the tempo, controlled both lines of scrimmage, and flat out wanted it more. Sure, a few calls could have gone their way, but Ohio State played like dog poo. Look, man, I guarantee, and I haven't been out in the public, and thank God I'm on vacation this week. But, I mean, I haven't. I haven't haven't worked this week. I probably, I'm not working this week because I'm on vacation. But I guarantee you're going to hear the noise here in Columbus that, well, the referees, the referees, there was pass interference. There was, I don't care. I don't care. I just want to point out that took them 10 years is very much uh, Steelers logic that I've used against the Browns on you. And you have come at me very hard for using this. Hey, man, <laughs> I understand why you use it now and I'm going to. Oh, goodness. And uh, Golf Guru Garrett asked for a wellness check on Jim after the game. Hoping that Jim's fanhood was not in jeopardy after the loss. Um, And see, there's the thing that bothers me. I'm not mad at Garrett. I I will say thank you for checking up on me. But there were others, non-fans of the show, people who probably don't even listen to the show, who just like to rib me, Mm -hmm. who want to are you still a fan there are people who 
are not affiliated with me on on the Twitter who bag on Ohio State fans, hoping that they're no longer fans after this loss. I am still a Buckeye fan. Like I have, you know what I mean. Like my fandom doesn't stop because we lost this game. Right. That's what I hate about the whole we hate Ohio State because they're Ohio State. Like they lost to Michigan. It's college football. We move on. Like, but but they're not. I, I I don't understand. Like my fandom doesn't go away. <laughs> no, it does not. Like it does Penn not State, disappear. Penn State has a losing record, or has not. They've not had the glory that Ohio right. State has. WVU has not had the glory Ohio State has. You and Alex are still diehard fans. Why is it that Ohio State loses and they're like, "Whoa, is Jim still going to be a fan?" Like, I'm no different than anybody else. Why is it Ohio State fans are well? He's not going to be a fan anymore. I don't understand that. I, I probably hate that the most about this than anything else. Yes, Ohio State lost. I'm still a fan. Get off my ass. And another top twenty-five action. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Muff. Number twenty-five, Arkansas beats Missouri thirty-four seventeen. Yeah, that happened. Twenty-four, Houston gets past UConn 45-17 and goes into the AAC championship game against Cincinnati. Is that correct? Yeah, and I'm calling an up I'm calling an upset right now. You calling an upset or hoping for an upset? Calling an upset. Okay. And hoping. I mean yeah. if the A if the AP polls are right and we'll get more into that. I, I'm yeah. hoping for tons of upsets. But right. <laughs> I, I this one I'm pretty confident Houston beats Cincinnati. Yeah, twenty three Clemson embarrasses South Carolina. My question is: Is Dabo? Why is, is Dabo it South Dabo? Carolina? Who did they play? Yeah, it was South Carolina. South Carolina's in the SEC. You want to look it up? That was South Carolina. No, I'm just, I'm just, that, I'm just. It's a curious game to me. That's all. So it was for me too, but that's what it said. My question is, why is Dabo not in the coaching conversation? Is he really that, like, locked in to Clemson? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He brought, he, brought, he brought them from the – not the depths, but he brought them from mediocrity to national contender theoretically every year. Okay. So he's got – he has some grace. He's not like he, – I'm not saying he's, he's fired, but why yeah. wouldn't he put his name into a higher-profile – Bigger conference yeah. situation. I think he just. I think. I think he belongs there. I think that's what I'm going to leave there. Okay. I think that's he just fine. belongs there. Um, he's not, and he's not in like a Coach O situation where. You know, there's other things happening that could be. A demo at LSU would be. Very interesting to me, but go ahead. Could be, uh, number twenty-two UTSA loses North Texas forty-five to twenty-three which will toss them out of the top 25 and they will no longer, they are no longer undefeated. Now the Roadrunners are not undefeated. See you later. Number 21, San Diego state handled their business against conference opponent, Boise state, 27, 16. This was a Friday late night. Oh no, no. This was a Friday, like 9am kick. Oh yes. On yes. the West coast. Yep. It was a noon kick. On the East Coast, it was like a 9 a.m. kick. I was like, "Yeah, why are they doing this to these teams?" It was even hard to find on the, like the TV. Like you had to make sure it wasn't a replay. Yeah, it was nuts. I, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, okay." And I like watched maybe like 10 minutes of the game. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't watching much of it. And I was like, oh, okay. What, what is this going on right now? And I was like, wait, this is on the West Coast? What? What is life? Yeah. <laughs> really weird. Really weird. Uh, 20 NC State fights the fight against North Carolina and wins the in-state rival 34 to 30. 19 Utah beats Colorado in a game that was close at the beginning, but they win 28 to 13. Wake Forest showed up and beat Boston College 41 to 10. And we'll play in the ACC title game against number 17 Pitt, who beat Syracuse 31 to 14 and now goes on to that title game to face Wake Forest. And what will probably be one of the two most interesting championship games, in my opinion. Good chance. Number 15, Texas A&M loses to LSU as Kojo comes from behind to win 27-14 in his last game in Baton Rouge. Won't coach the bowl game. So, and I think this is an interesting blip in the college football world. Why is he not coaching the bowl game? Because there's like a month in between now in the bowl game. I think it's because that was the agreement. It could have been the agreement because I think um, there's too much press for any bowl game mm-hmm. and they don't want him to have the fanfare of the bowl game on the way out. Listen, go quietly. This is it. And it caught everybody by surprise. I think university administrators said you go on the last game of the season, mm-hmm. you announce it quickly that that was your last <laughs> game and you're out. I think that's how that went. Looks probably probably right. Number 13, BYU beats USC in a close one, 35-31. Number 11, Oregon beats Oregon State in the Civil War, 38-29. 10, Oklahoma loses to 7, Oklahoma State, 37-33, leading to the Big 12 championship matchup between Oklahoma State and Baylor. Ole Miss beats Mississippi State in a game that was really never in question, 31-21. That was a Friday night game, yeah. Thursday night. I just forget which nights these were. Thursday night. Thursday night. Uh, Number eight, Baylor clinches that spot in the Big 12 championship, as we mentioned, beating Texas Tech 27-24 in a game that was closer than I think people thought it was going to be. Notre Dame takes care of Stanford. No, no. Let me do this one. Sneaky Notre Dame destroys three and nine. Stanford 45-14. They're gonna end up in the in the top four, Muff. I I have a hunch. They're gonna make some noise somewhere. Number four, Cincinnati beats East Carolina 35 to 14. Now on to play Houston and Jim's upset alert. Yep. Championship game. Number three, Alabama <laughs> puts their fans in the hospital for cardiac rest with an overtime thrilling win against Auburn 24-22 in a game that did go to the two-point conversion situation. I mean, talk about heart-wrenching. Yeah. And number one, Georgia. Does Georgia things. Dominates Georgia Tech. 45-0. to zero. Georgia's just... Georgia's just Georgia. So we'll go to our lists and polls segment here. I'm going to start with the list of worst coaches per gym. Uh, number one, James Franklin. You got your extension. Unbelievable, but you lost to Michigan State, so you are number one. Because he lost two. to because he lost to a top twenty team. Muff, yes, I don't yes. care. Jim does. You're care. gone. Okay, his his salary was reported now though. 
Yeah, I know. We're going to talk about that in our other segment. Okay. Uh, number two, Scott Frost. I hate to do this, but you can't lose so many games by one score and not be held accountable. Scott Frost, you are now on the list. Steve Sarkeesian, I understand you beat whatever team you played. Was it Kansas? I think it was Kansas. But I just don't think you're a very good coach or fit for Texas. Manny Diaz, you're on the list. I'm still bitter about the Miami game that I lost money on. Just also may play into the Scott Frost a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Number five, we'll have a void for one week, maybe more, maybe for the rest of the season. Number five, we'll have a void. Um, that void will be filled after the season by Jim Harbaugh, but... What if they win the Big Ten Championship game? That's why it's a void. Okay. For the remainder of the college football season, there will be a void for Jim Harbaugh. I mean, he's not on the list, but there is a place reserved for Jim Harbaugh. Is there anybody that can jump up in that conversation? Or is it just sitting there for him and him alone? I mean, he was in two. I, I let him go all the way to five kicked him off the list and just have a place marker for him. You I don't understand I mean? how so, he's even has a place marker now. Well, I, I, I hate him. That's why it's your list. Yeah. To the polls, okay. Jim, to the polls. Okay. So I'm not even talking about the college football playoff poll. It doesn't matter. Right. The second things are so screwed up. The AP poll came out today. It was Georgia at one, Michigan two, Cincinnati three, Bama four, Oklahoma State five, Notre Dame six, OSU seven, uh, Ole Miss eight, Baylor nine, Oregon 10, Michigan State 11, BYU 12, Oklahoma 13. I have it, Georgia one, Bama two, Cincinnati three, Michigan four, Oklahoma State at five, Notre Dame at six, Baylor at seven, Ole Miss at eight, Ohio State at nine, Oklahoma at 10, Oregon at 11, Michigan State at 12, and BYU at 13. To you, sir. Georgia Bama one and two, Michigan three, Cincy four, Notre Dame five, Oak State 6, Ohio State 7, Old Miss 8, Baylor 9, Oregon 10, Michigan State 11, BYU 12, Oklahoma 13. So, and this is, I'm going to question you as if you were the AP. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it doesn't have to make sense. Got it. Right. I I, agree, I think everybody agrees George Georgia's 1. Yeah. I agree with you that Bama's 2. Mm-hmm. I think we the Cincinnati, Michigan three and four is debatable. No matter like how you break it down, yeah. Um, I'm assuming you put them in there because they beat the number two team. Mm, number three for me at the time, but that's why that's why they're ranked higher than Cincinnati. Yes, because they have the schedule. Yes, total strength of schedule, ranked wins overall at this point got it so obviously both teams went out i think michigan winning the big 10 would get to two any would get to three anyway sure 
and ultimately will get to two if they win the Big Ten championship sure. because Georgia Bama, whoever loses that game, is going to drop. I don't know where yet, but they're going to drop somewhere. Safe to assume if they lose the Big Ten, they're out. Yeah, should be. Yeah. Okay. Notre Dame is one loss team, so they have to be at five. Right? Have to be at five? I mean, they have to be below Cincinnati. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Here's my thing for you. Mm-hmm. And, and the AP. Why did we put OSU at seven? Well, uh, two losses, both losses coming to top 10 teams. Ole Miss is in the same spot. Who were Ole Miss losses to? Bama and Auburn at the time. Well, that's the Auburn at the time. That's the problem. So is that how? Yeah, I just disagree with that. I don't. The, the, the overall strength of loss to me is not about where they were when you beat them; it's where are they now. But I think it. Auburn's not even Auburn at now. the time. If you played Auburn at the time, and you got ahead of Auburn, mm-hmm. like if you played Auburn at their best, like right. I hit, I hit Auburn on week four before they played all of these. Giant killers. Well, Penn State beat Auburn first. That's what, okay. like that. That's okay. what, I'm just saying. Like, okay, okay, yeah. and then so, what? What is Cincinnati Notre Dame then? So, if Cincinnati beats Notre Dame at the beginning of the season, Notre Dame has three or four losses and falls out of the top fifteen. Does that make Cincinnati less? Okay, I see your like, logic. I'm just saying, like, I can't. I, that's why I can't do it with where they're ranked at the time. It's where are they now? If they, have it. they been consistently good teams, then okay, then we'll start comparing them a little bit. But if they're just – they're not, then why do I care? I'm big on if you don't have a conference championship, you don't have that extra game, then you're ranked below. That's why I put them where they're at. Notre Dame? No, Ohio State. Oh, okay. Well, and the Ohio State theoretically – is should depending on what happens may drop two or three more spots before the end of all this i don't know or they could get in if they get in then the system is flawed that's all i'm gonna say i mean if iowa wins bama loses see and that's what i don't think a two i don't think a two loss michigan gets jumped by ohio state Based on head to head, I disagree. How, how can Ohio? How can Ohio State jump Michigan when they didn't even see? This is the Penn. This is the Penn State Ohio State thing. From how many years ago? Penn State won the Big Ten championship game and did not get in. But that's not what's going to happen in my scenario. Right. It's the if Iowa beats. If Iowa beats Michigan, yeah, Michigan will have lost to a number sixteen team. They're out. Okay. Okay. Well, then if Oregon loses the Pac-12 and they drop to 15, then Ohio State will have lost to a 15. Uh, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Right. But I'm not saying Oregon's going to lose. I'm just saying if you, you talk, start tossing that out, then 
Bama loses, Cincinnati loses, Michigan loses. That's two, three, and four. I'll drop out. What do you do? If who loses? Bama? Michigan, Cincinnati, and Bama lose in the in the championship games. What what do you do? Notre Dame obviously there, is there will be a two loss conference championship loser that makes it in. Whether that's Bama or Michigan, I don't know. Oh, no way. Well, how can you well it's it's I don't think it's possible to, especially in Bama Georgia situation, a two loss Bama who's lost to a num- the number one team in a conference championship game to get leapfrogged by a non-championship game contender who didn't even play that week. That's the team that I don't think Ohio State can jump as Bama. So let me ask you this then. Mm -hmm. In that scenario, you're looking at Georgia, Mm -hmm. Notre Dame. Oklahoma State, theoretically. And Alabama? Yeah. Alabama drops to four. And Notre Dame sneaks in playing nobody. They sneak in playing Oklahoma State, theoretically. No one. They played nobody to get there. To me, that's worse than your Penn State situation. Uh, I'm a just saying. A conference champion being left out is worse than a non-conference champion getting in. Well, that would be the same thing Ohio State's non-conference champion as well. Well, they lost to the number – you know what I mean? They lost to ranked opponents. Well, so did Notre Dame. They lost to Cincinnati. Right. They lost to – lost their conference championship. Theoretically, scenario, Cincinnati right? will probably fall to like 10. So they still lost their only losses to a top 10 And they're team. a one-loss team, and I hate that. <laughs> and at that point, like, at that point, that's where I would say we need to expand the playoff. Now, before... And we would still be having the conversation. That's the problem with expanding the playoffs. No. We're still going to have a conversation. You got 12 teams expand, right here. If you expand it to six... Expand it to 12 and it's taken care of. You know, never going to go to 12. Never, ever. I'm going to say this on record. Never, oh, ever. Oh, yeah, you're 100%. right. But, never. Maybe um, a six if you get lucky. Yeah. With one and two having buys. I think this would have been nice and clean if Ohio State had won. Like, and I'm not saying because I'm Ohio State homer, but... This would have been nice and clean. Assuming the Ohio State would win the conference championship. And yes. they wouldn't screwed it all up. Thank you, Ohio mm-hmm. State, you jackasses. All right. That's college football. I, I thought I thought Michigan outclassed them. How did Ohio State mess this up? I think they just got well, they outclassed. Didn't come, they did get outclassed and they didn't come to play. And they just congrats, Michigan. And that's college football. Let's end this before I get real pissed off. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try out a new segment tentatively called quick thoughts we are bringing in a temporary maybe permanent host my wife jordan welcome jordan Hi, say hello everybody uh in she segment, want this to be temporary or does she want, want to be do you want to be a permanent or you want to be temporary we'll just we'll see, see how, how it goes, goes. okay <laughs> okay find a new host got it <laughs> so how this is going to work is she's going to read off some headlines in the news and Muff and I will tell our thoughts about it. We're going to take turns. She's going to limit the time we have to speak on it to try to make it quick. There will be no debate. Uh, we're going to alternate back and forth so that 
when someone takes a jab at the other person, it, it happens. It will be fair. But we're going to limit some retorts and, and feedback and kind of just kind of make this a fun little thing to replace the Fast Five. Moff, are you ready? Let's do this dance. Jordan, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, go ahead, Jordan. The floor is yours. Ding! Quick thought number one. L.A. Kings, Brendan Lemieux. Lemieux. Lemieux, excuse me. Gets ejected after Senators Brady Tchuk says Lemieux bit his hand in a fight. Who's first? Muff, you go first. Why does Brendan Lemieux have to tarnish the Lemieux name after Mario has done so much. I don't think they're related at all. I think it's a pretty common name in the French Canada land. Um, and Brady Kachuk, uh, I believe also has a father or maybe namesake Keith Kachuk, who's in the NFL. Why do we have to get involved in this biting hands? This is, this is meant for boxing. This is not in hockey world. Those are my thoughts. All right, Jim. Um, I want to know how we know he was biting. Aren't they supposed to be wearing gloves? They threw the gloves down where their teeth marks. If we if, if you bit, so be it. Like this is a fight, man. Got to do what it takes. I'm okay with it. Let it let them live. Go watch the video on ESPN. That's what I have to say. Okay. Anyway, Fair enough. My next quick thought is Two New York Islanders games were postponed because of COVID-19. Jim, you go first. Seems to be a running thing in the NHL. Um, I believe Ottawa had some games canceled earlier in the season. For a league that was ahead of the COVID situation, they seem to be the league that's behind this year. So I'm kind of disappointed in the NHL. Like, let's get this together. I don't know if the NHL is behind. I think the NHL may be one of the only ones that are being fully forthcoming with their situations and also have smaller roster sizes. So this is akin to me, the NBA um, of having issues um, which have not come to fruition just yet. Uh, but yeah, Islanders games postponed through at least Tuesday, uh, potentially longer. I think they had at least eight players on their positive list, whatever it's called in the NHL. All righty. Next one. Green Bay almost landed OBJ, but we're only offering veteran minimum. Muff. Uh, it's tough for me to make this into a story to like make people to think people are upset about it. Um, Brian Gutekunst, who's the general manager of the Packers, has obviously made some pretty has made some right decisions in this. They're nine and three right now. So who am I to argue of him not bringing in OBJ? I think it's this. I understand Muff's hesitation to make this a news story. I think it's a news story more of what could have been, you know, you have Muff's boy throwing to OBJ. Um, I think it's kind of funny that OBJ turned down veterans minimum. Like, bro, we've already talked about it already once tonight. Like there's always something with you. I think Packers fans should be happy that it, he didn't take the veteran minimum because he's cursed. So I'm glad that he didn't take it. So, All right, moving on. Dallas Cowboys are facing major COVID issues as starting right tackle Terrence Steele, three offensive coaches, and two, two strength coaches are in protocol. This 
as stars Amaris Cooper and C.D. C.D. Lamb. Lamb are coming out of protocol. This is why you need a new host. Muff, go first. Well, I guess I lied about the NHL being the only league. Thank um, you. But we also have to remember that I think football, because they have games once a week, they have practice squads, they can easily fill in, more easily fill in these roles um, because those are all people at the facility anyway. In the NHL, we have, you know, those teams. It's like baseball, right? You have teams across like probably the region and maybe that, you know, that side of the Mississippi that are playing. Um, it's not as easy to get them in one day for a Tuesday game. Whereas if you have NHL or NFL, um, it's like, oh yeah, we're going to call this person up the practice squad. Oh, they're already in our protocol. So we already know if this is going to be a problem. Um, that being said, whatever, Dallas do better. Um, yeah, Dallas do better. I think this is more testament of a regional issue um, than anything else. I, Dallas needs to get their things together. I'm surprised Jerry hasn't called professionals in New York to figure out if there's a cure for COVID yet. Calling the Rangers, you know, coaches. Hey, do you have the cure for COVID? Um, I don't know. This is a Dallas issue. That's my opinion. All right. Next point is the NFL and Rams owner Stan Kroenke. We'll call it Kroenke. Okay. Sounds good. We'll pay $790 million to settle a lawsuit filed by St. Louis Interests over the team's relocation to Los Angeles. A joint statement from St. Louis City and County said Wednesday, The settlement did not include a promise from the NFL to grant St. Louis an expansion team in the future. Is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. Here we go. So, uh, well, I kind of we're trying to follow rules here, Muff. So, I'm kind of excited that you know Roger didn't win a lawsuit, um, and that the league finally has to pay out some significant money. I'm kind of upset that St. Louis didn't get a franchise. Um, so, yeah, it is what it is. All right, Muff. This is the news that didn't that the NFL didn't want to start making the news from the owners meetings. We heard a lot about, Oh, what's happening behind closed doors with all of the other things with the Raiders and all of this information coming out about um, John Gruden. This is the information that nobody wanted to have hitting the headlines because it involves major monies getting out of the owner's pockets and some shady dealings to make something happen. Um, with a team relocation this is um if we're looking at what's going on with the world cup right now this is like cutter getting the world cup all right good deal all righty next up is lincoln riley leaves oklahoma for usc bob stoops to coach a bowl game uh good for lincoln riley I hate Bob Stoops. Uh, Urban Meyer goes to Oklahoma. <laughs> All right, Muff. Uh, Lincoln Riley's finding greener pastures. Good, good luck to you getting on the West Coast and trying to recruit on the West Coast as opposed to in the heartland of America. 
whatever you want to do, bud. Have at it. All right. James Franklin's contract is extended. Reported 10 years worth 75 million, Muff. What say you? Hey, get that bread, James. Get that bread. <laughs> yeah. Is that all you're going to say, Muff? All right, fine. Stupid move, Penn State. Not worth the money. What are you guys thinking? Could have got whoever you wanted. Any, really, anybody. Anybody. Hey, hey, it's my time. You can't. There's no rebuttal. Anybody. There's who, no rebuttal, I just Muff. want to know who. I just want to know who's coming anybody. to Penn State. It's a, it's a story Come program. To Penn it's a story program. You could have got anybody. Could have got Urban Meyer if you wanted. All right, Jim. All right. All right, all right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Florida hires Louisiana. Reagan, 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 Cajun coach Billy Napier. Muff, you go first. Who this man? New number. Who this? Yeah, I, that's I, all I got to say. I'm with you. Who? Why are we hiring this guy? It's Florida. If one talk about story programs at Penn State, here's another one that it's a story program. You're taking a risk, but hopefully it pays off. All righty. All right. Okay. Well, we'll see. Um, Giannis. Giannis. Giannis, excuse me. I didn't put his last name in there, so you're welcome. Oh, God. Discovers <laughs> Oreos dunked in milk makes them a, in, and makes them an every night snack. Muff, go ahead. Giannis is a national treasure, and he should be protected at all costs. Hearing him learn about these things, that because he comes from a less than privileged background, um, as far as his family situation uh, makes me, I, I, I smile every time I hear it because he's like a new kid learning all of these things all at once. And I think it's awesome. I, I couldn't say it any better, Muff. That was beautiful. <laughs> I agree. Well, hearing him talk about dunking Oreos was a fantastic thing. <laughs> all right. LeBron gets ejected, fined 15000 in a separate incident for obscene for an obscene gesture, notable crotch grab, warned about profanity and post-game pressers and has fans kicked out after the fan reportedly said, quote, I hope your son dies in a car wreck, end quote. So, so Jim, go ahead. <laughs> that's a lot. Of, we, yeah, are all of these happening at the same time? Yeah, we need to talk about, that was LeBron's week. Yeah. Um, he got ejected. We talked about that on the betting show, I think. Um, I think he should have been ejected. I think he should have gotten fined. For, I think he should be treated like a regular player. Um, except that fan who said that shit to him should probably never be allowed back into a game, in my opinion, if he if she truly said that. Was it the... Was it the she in that situation? Yeah, it was the she. I, I wasn't sure who. I knew there was. A, it looked like a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah, LeBron, you get you get fined. It's probably been a long time coming. I you can you can flip a quarter, and that's what it's like to you to give up fifteen grand. Right. Um, no big deal, buddy. Uh, this could have happened a long time ago. Uh, as far as <laughs> the crotch grab, like <laughs> first off, I have. I, I, there's actually a compilation of uh, videos of other people doing the, the like, um, what is that? Mr. Baseball, Tom Selleck, you got no marbles, that thing. Oh, the, yeah, the big yeah, yeah. Like, there's like, 
I saw a series of five or six videos of other players having done that in the past like four, three or four years. I don't know if they've all got fined, but it was funny to see, you know, and this is LeBron doing the Marshawn Lynch hold my dick situation here. Um, but all I can think of was if anybody's ever seen Arrested Development, this celebration from him was very much to me like the uh, characters in Arrested Development talking about a chicken dance. It looked like that to me. If anybody's ever watched that show, there's got to be at least one person out there that listens to this watch that show. So Sure. All right. Wait, Ed Moff, what about the fan? Oh, yeah. Deserve to get kicked out. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. New York Mets owner Steve Cohen called out Stephen Matz or Matz's agenda via Twitter. No, for- his agent. Uh, I'm sorry. It's agent, agent via Twitter for unprofessional behavior via Twitter after Matt signed with the Cardinals. The tweet said, I am not happy this morning. I've never seen such unprofessional behavior exhibited by a player's agent. I guess words and promises don't matter. Buff, you're first, buddy. I want to hear you first. Every once in a while, you're going to get got. And you just got to get people more times than you get got. So unfortunately for the owner in this situation, you got, you got got. So move along your day, buddy. (laughs) For a man to talk about unprofessional via Twitter is the ultimate like hypocrisy. I I don't understand what he's trying to do there. Like that was dumb. I, I don't understand. That was, don't tweet about it, buddy. All right. Last and final, Brooks versus Bryson, the match. Thoughts, Jim? I watched it. I, I don't think Muff did. I watched it. Um, Brooks was fantastic and a killer. Um, Zadie watched it with me, my daughter, my five-year-old daughter, and was impressed by everything. Um I'll watch more of that matchup than any other of the match. Um, Bryson is a powerhouse, and Brooks couldn't help but compliment him in the way he hits the ball. I was It was riveting TV. I don't care if it was short, and I don't care if there wasn't enough banter for people. I loved it. All right, Muff. Um, this, as I can, I did not watch it. I was busy doing other things. Uh, apparently, with other appropriately titled articles in the English language plus game match. Uh, this was just as competitive, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is, I mean, that's what these, the matches, these matches, I mean, there have been multiple dumb matches um, in this case. Uh, they were created for the non-traditional golf fan to get engaged with golf. Um, and, let's just say that this has been set up for months now for this to happen. Um, I don't know about the timing of it. Didn't make sense to me the Friday after Thanksgiving. Um, but they wanted to hit them both in the off season. And Brooks also had an injury throughout the season as well. So it wasn't primed to do it any other time. I don't understand why the PJ doesn't pair these two up more. I mean, there is true hate there. Oh yeah. I saw somebody after, some of the after videos and it was like they don't like each other like they just don't like each other pair them up and to charles barkley's or yeah it was charles who was like there were people in basketball who didn't like each other but 
it brought out the best in them. I feel like that happened. I, I really do. I feel like Brooks Brooks played like a man on fire because he hated Bryson that bad. So Right. And Brooks is like I said, he's had an injury most of the year. So his second half of his PGA tour season was not as he would have hoped. But um yeah, this do it again. Just do it again whenever they're both at peak form in the middle of the season, if they can, if they can find a good time. I think that would put all of the eyes on it, yeah. even more so. And that is quick thoughts. Thanks, Joe. And that wraps up another fantastic episode of Sports Stuff with Jim and Moff. Yeah, I hope everybody uh, enjoyed the new segment. Maybe enjoyed my pain with Ohio State. Um, give us your feedback on all social media platforms. Um, let us know what you think. As always, thanks to the Loyal Listener Club. For those that are new listeners, or if you're a loyal listener, tag someone to start listening to the show on your socials at and tag at Sports Gym Muff with that. And be true and live out the motto to tell a friend, make a friend, be, be a friend. friend.